If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm really grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America variety channel. Today, we're going to talk about going the extra mile and how service is the extra mile and check out our sponsor website that's braveheartsforkids.org and you know while you're there get to uh, spotlighthope.org that's the flagship service of the braveheartsforkids.org you can email me at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org and be sure to connect with us on social media too like and follow us on facebook at braveheartsforkids and connect with me on linkedin we make some terrific connections and we're setting up some shows for wellington next year already with the LinkedIn connections that we are we are making um, today. My guests are Craig and Shelley Larson. They're a dynamic, community-minded couple from Bismarck, North Dakota, and I know you're going to uh, you're going to enjoy talking, uh, listening to uh, to Craig and Shelley, and uh, having a chance to. Um, uh, to get to know them and and Bismarck a little bit better. You know, when I graduated from college. I moved to Bismarck, North Dakota in 1981, and I joined an organization called the JCs. And part of the JCs was to, uh, it was a community service project, it was a community service opportunity, and it was uh, something that was brand new that year called the Hugh O'Brien Leadership Seminar, the North Dakota Leadership Seminar, sponsored by the Hugh O'Brien Youth Foundation. And I volunteered to help with that, and they made me the program chair. And what that meant for this uh, 21-year-old at that time was uh, I I was uh, responsible for stopping to uh, see people in the business community and and inviting them to be part of this leadership program. And one of the things that I thought at that time was, you know, I think it would be a great idea to have the governor to be our keynote speaker. And so I stopped up at the governor's office. And um, you know, I'm 21 years old, and I walk up to the reception desk at the governor's office in Bismarck, and I, I asked, uh, uh, can I see the governor? And the uh, the receptionist looked at me, and she said, "Do you have an appointment?" And I I, th- I thought, well, no, I don't. And she looked down at the at the desk at the schedule, and she looked back at me. She said, "It'll be about fifteen minutes." And so that was uh, that I, I I like telling that story because it's an example of of uh, the way North Dakota was and in many ways still is. I describe North Dakota quite often as a small town with long streets. If you if you hear a name, you got a good idea where someone is from. And uh, so North Dakota is just like a like a small town with with long streets. And one aspect of that is that there's a really strong connection with family. And you have a you 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 know that uh, the, a family is from 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 a certain place. If you hear you know that I know that name. That's from uh, Rheinbull. That's from you're from Hebron. No, that was my dad. My dad came from Hebron. But but that's how people know each other in North Dakota quite often. And and uh, I, I mentioned that because uh, the story of uh, 
the Starion Bank uh, that uh, Craig and Shelley are running in North Dakota and and uh, uh, also Wisconsin, I guess, right, uh, is a is a story of family and family service. So welcome. Craig, and welcome, Shelley. It's great to have you on the uh, Bravehearts Radio Show. Thank you, Brian. We're really pleased to be here. And, you, you know, you're, um, you're, you are in uh, the 50th year um, of the uh, family business this year. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great year that we've been celebrating, uh, Brian. You know, my, my father was a 40-year-old attorney and practicing law and was involved in a bank transaction and Really became fascinated by what a community bank might might provide in the way of a, of a platform really to do good, and it was it sounds sort of corny, but really I think uh, all those years ago that was really his motivation to get involved in banking and bought a bank in a small town an hour from where we were living, and another one a year later, and and uh, I guess as they say the rest is history, and now we have 16 locations and 240 employees, we serve about 15,000 customers across uh, all the eastern half of North Dakota and a small part of Wisconsin right around Madison. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and I, I, I guess that always kind of interests me about how uh, Madison became part of the mix. Um, but uh, the the uh, the first bank was in uh, Oaks, North Dakota. Is that right? That's right, yeah. My father would uh, tell the story that he was approached by a friend, a uh, medical doctor there, that, it said the community was just itching to grow and Main Street was full of energetic, young, entrepreneurial business owners. And uh, he would say there were six people on Main Street over the age of 65. Five of them worked in the bank. And there wasn't wow. any one of them that wanted to take any risks or take any chances and invest in the community. And, and uh, it, it really uh, appeared to be an opportunity. If somebody got involved in that community bank, they could really make a positive difference for the town of Oaks. And you mentioned a community bank, and that's uh, that's an uh, that's a specific term too, right? Because you're that's like that's like what people think of as the small town bank. That's your hometown bank, right? It is, you know, Brian. I think uh, I've been at this for thirty, almost thirty-five years now, and and started in in a, you know a teller position, worked my way up through the bank, and uh, I remember when I was first got involved in the banking uh, business in nineteen eighty-five. Uh, showed up in Allendale, which is the neighboring community across the county that, that my dad bought in 1970, that bank, and that's where I first went to work. And I remember going to the community and people would say, boy, I love your bank because the tellers know me by name and they mm-hmm. ask about how my weekend was or my kids or my parents or whatnot. And, of course, I was 21 years old and just out of college with a degree in finance. And I thought, boy, there must be more to this business uh, than just that. Well, nearly 35 years later, I still hear people saying that about our bank, and I really kind of appreciate that's maybe the most important thing that we could ever say is that we care about people, they know we care about them, and, and it's really driven our organization for 50 years. Well, and, and it's it's uh, it's a matter of, uh, the, you know, I think the idea of family treating your your uh, customers like family and, you know, knowing uh, knowing about their kids and what they're, what they're involved in and what... Uh, you know the, the the personal notion about it, but also you know treating your employees like family too, right? Oh, absolutely. Our our employees are our family team, and I mean we have just a, a wonderful bunch of people that work with Starry, and they all care about the bank like we do. And the best thing is, I mean, we've got good people that uh, we care about too, and it just is it's a nice thing. And my father in law, he 
when he comes, he still comes to visit the banks, the branches, and when he comes in the door, I mean, he re, we have like 250 some employees, but he remembers everything about these employees. He knows their children, he knows their spouses, he knows a lot that's happened to them, and, and he genuinely is very interested in their lives, and it just, um, it's a nice connection, and I think, you know, like I said, he treats our employees as though they're family, and he truly cares, and I think that's um, a value that we've instilled in our next generation, our, our generation three as well. Well, and, I, you know, and uh, Shelley, when you talk about your uh, your father-in-law and Craig, your dad, uh, there's, there's a man, Frank, uh, that I, I think of uh, when someone says gentleman, that's, that's the guy that I think of. And I've, I've always uh, regarded him highly. And, and I, I, I remember that he was always a guy that was, uh, was somewhat bigger than life to me, but he was always a, a nice guy to me, you know, and that, that was, that was important to that. And I think that's, that's the, uh, the feeling that, uh, that I understand that uh, the, the employees feel there too, right? That they, they, yeah, they feel family and valued, right? Absolutely, and um, Frank is just, uh, one of the things that I really admire about him is he's very humble, and he's just very kind, and it's um, it just emits from him, you know, you can just sense it all the time, and um, yeah, we, we're very blessed to have him in our lives, definitely. Yeah. I think, well, you know, the, uh, the, the story of Frank's business career is interesting, you know, he bought a bank in 1969, and and, and, and never worked in a day-to-day. Um, he's been chairman of the board and, and a bank owner, a community builder. <laughs> and, it's, and it's interesting because, again, a lot of people that, that are founders of a business, family business, you know, usually they're working 60, 70 hours a week in the business. And, and, and just from that experience, the organization takes on their personality. Well, with my father, he wasn't there every day in the bank. But, but again, just that goodness and that caring radiated through him so strongly that even though he wasn't there every day, he'd, he'd come down for meetings and community events and so on and so forth. Um, his personality and his philosophies and culture have absolutely shaped this organization for 50 years. And so it's been an interesting, different, unique family business story, but equally powerful influence he's had on the bank uh, in his own unique, special way. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. Last Pittsburgh Steelers were on, and Pittsburgh's been my time, my team ever since uh, they drafted Franco Harris because Franco Harris played at Penn State. And about uh, just before your dad bought that bank, uh, my dad was a grad student at Penn State, <laughs> and so uh, you know the, the guy from uh, Penn State that got to play for Pittsburgh, and then of course they started winning uh, Super Bowls after that. But last night they had a little bit about the owners of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the coaches, and they said you know in the last fifty years they've only and the, uh, uh, I think it was Dan Rooney was the, uh, the son of the original owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and he had a, had a statement that, uh, that uh, flashed on the screen. And I, I, I saw that and I thought, wow, that sounds kind of like tomorrow's show. Because what he said was uh, winning championships just isn't enough. We have an opportunity to be of service to our community and to make a difference. And I thought, wow, that's that sounds just like tomorrow's show, you know. So <laughs> uh, we're yeah. we're going to be we're going to be going to break here in uh, in just about a minute. Uh, but 
uh, you know, after the break, I'd, I'd like to uh, uh, get into a little bit more about some of the things that uh, that you and uh, you, you, Greg and Shelley, are doing uh, in the community and, and uh, with the bank. Um, because last week when I was doing the promo for this show, I, I said to the to the listeners, if, if you want to see what a social enterprise is like, tune in on the 16th and I really believe that every truly successful business in the third millennium will be a social enterprise uh, so uh, let's uh, let's plan to talk about that a little bit when we come back from the break on the other side of 60 seconds Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about going the extra mile. Uh, connect with us on our sponsor website, that's braveheartsforkids.org, and check out the uh, flagship service of Bravehearts, spotlighthope.org. You can email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org, and connect with us on social media, too. You can like and follow us for Bravehearts at the Bravehearts for Kids Facebook sign. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn too, especially if you've got a story about someone that inspires you, something that inspires you, or if you're interested in doing one of our focused retreats, you know, companies that have done this, they see people stay longer, they have less turnover and more enthusiasm, greater productivity, you know, so they get along better with other employees, better teamwork. And again, that's uh, greater productivity. And it's all resulting in lower costs to the 
business and greater pro- productivity and profitability. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense, especially if you've got a, a nonprofit organization, social enterprise, and and uh, we, uh, we have uh, a way of working with you to make sure that your goals are accomplished and uh, it doesn't... Um, uh, doesn't create a problem for you on the on the cash flow department there too. So, uh, connect with me for that. Our guests today are Craig and Shelley Larson from Bismarck, North Dakota, and we're talking about going the extra mile. Uh, talked a little bit about the uh, you know the the fifth. And uh, Joandria Larson started this uh, back in 1969. I mentioned your mom too, Craig. Uh, you know, I, I I know you know from my own parents. Uh, uh, my dad was. Uh, uh, prom- prominent in the community, but uh, you know, if it hadn't been for mom, uh, dad wouldn't have been uh, quite dad. You know, and you guys, uh, Craig and Shelley, you're uh, you're a, a couple that I see as um, what Sherry and I here we call the exponent. Um, you don't just add to one another; you really create an exponential value uh, in one another. And that's something that's that's really pretty special. And I I, uh, I always admire that when uh, when I see that, and I admire that in you. And I'm very pleased to count you as uh, as friends. So uh, again, thanks for being on the show. Uh, when we talked you, a little, well, you're very welcome. Um, when uh, when we talked a, a, um, uh, a week or so ago, we talked a little bit about uh, this year, the fiftieth year, uh, a year of giving and uh, a year of caring. And Shelley, is, is that uh, an area that you uh, are really involved in? Well, yes. Yeah, we, um, well, within our community, we do a lot of uh, giving to different organizations and everything. But this year, um, since we're celebrating our 50th anniversary, um, Craig, I'm so proud of him. He came up with this idea that, you know, each one of our employees would be given fifty dollars, and they are fifty five hundred. Excuse me, five hundred dollars, and they were able to donate that to whatever organization um, that they felt that their heart, you know, um, kind of uh, connected with. Mm-hmm. And we did this, and we have over two hundred and fifty employees. So uh, our, our um, only request was that we would like for them to share their stories with us and, and wh- what they did and how they felt and the differences they made out there in the community. And then, Craig, do you want to talk to them about the VTO? Yeah, so that was that was the year of giving aspect of our 50th celebration. And then we also announced to our staff that we would be uh, dedicating the year of 2019 to the year of caring. And, and uh, we told the staff that each of them would get an additional two days of paid time off during the year to donate their time uh, to an organization that they felt strongly about and, and they, they, they felt moved to, to support. And so we also asked for stories. And so we've had uh, just a great year, very rewarding year as an organization to, to uh, help our uh, employees uh, be involved in organizations that they feel strongly about. And, and uh, we've certainly, we've, we've extended our, our, uh, our capacity to give and support organizations through these wonderful employees that, that they work at Star and Bank. And then I also wanted to add, too, is, you know, I mean, this is a big thing that's also stemmed from what Frank has been doing for years and years. He always believed in, in us 
strong community is to give back to the community. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think for our employees, you know, a lot of them are able to, you know, give and do things. But when you are able to, you know, give on behalf of yourself, whatever way it is, whether you give money or your time or just to listen to others, it's the best gift I think you give you yourself because you feel so good inside of yourself when you've been able to help someone else in need or touch somebody else's life and listen to them when they've had a problem. That's one of those things when, when I, uh, you know, I, I think of my, my mentors over the years, Albert Schweitzer was one, and, and he said, uh, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. And uh, he, he also said that goes right with it. He said, I don't know what your destiny will be, but I do know that the only ones among you who will be truly happy are those who have sought and found a way to serve others. And so right. we, f- we find that... Um, that happiness is not something you know, I differ with Thomas Jefferson, you know, that the pursuit of happiness, I, I tend to agree more with this Victor Frankl on that, you know, that happiness is something that ensues. It happens because of something. It happens because of, of service. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, you know, you're, you, 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 I, I'm, I'm thinking that you must have a happy workforce there. Uh, well, it, I, I think we do. I really do. <laughs> they do seem very content. And, yeah. You know, it's funny you ask here on this Monday morning, we just, uh, had uh, Christmas parties over the weekend for our staff, and oh, yeah. John and I attended the one here in Bismarck, Mandan. And I tell you what, you want to see a fun group. You get together with starring employees at a party like that, and and there's just a mood in the room. And uh, and I don't think that happens everywhere, you know. And, and we work hard at that. And and again, I think uh, you know we we encourage our employees um, every year to find organizations they believe in, and and we want them to donate and. And contribute their own uh, time and energy, and we'll make we'll make space for that. So I think you know we've always we've always encouraged people, as you talk about Brian, to have a have a purpose in life and know that you're doing good and making a difference. Mm-hmm. And and so I think our staff is sort of wired that way. That the kind of people who would be interested in coming to work for Starring would be naturally wired as as people who give back and support organizations and causes. Absolutely, yes. That VTO, that uh, vacation time, or uh, not uh, not vacation time Vol- off. Vol- uh, volunteer vo- time off. Vol- volunteer. Vol- volunteer time off. So so that's that's paid time off, uh, not yeah. simply encouraging people to volunteer for something. That's yeah. right. Oh, they're on they're they're on they're on the clock, so to speak. And uh, yeah. you know, Brian, it's interesting. We've we've talked about this family business and. So uh, annually, we get together with have our family come up from all over the country where they live, and and we'll have a summer meetings and celebration. And and uh, and uh, the last two summers, we have uh, organized a um, uh, a day of, of of caring of our own, and we've been to two different organizations, and with about twenty employees uh, joining family members, and and we're out in the community doing these things. And and uh, again, I think back to all the fun we've had with these family get-togethers, I think the highlight of these meetings has been this giving back. And when they, when the employees see family members caring as much and, and uh, being willing to help organizations in need as, as they are, you know, it's just a real connection. And, and again, I think we want this organization, the people that work here, to know that the family is very dedicated to to helping, and they know that uh, working here at Starian. Definitely, and I was so proud of my husband. We were at a homeless shelter, and he was cleaning out the bathrooms, hand scrubbing everything. So, uh, I was very proud of you, Craig. So, <laughs> and it just shows he, we do care. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, you know that's, and you have uh, homeless shelters in Bismarck. Is there? Um, we, yes, we do now. I'm proud to announce. Um, I I got to be part of all of that. Um, in 2017, Craig and I were co-chairs of the United Way annual campaign of uh, of raising money. And at that time, while we were doing it, our homeless shelter here in Bismarck was closed down, and that was the end of October. And we were just getting into a very, very cold winter. And uh, so each night, Craig and I helped out with this intake, which we would uh, have these homeless people meet at a certain location, and we were trying to find places for them to stay for the night. And then I noticed that a lot of them were hungry and they could use a nice warm meal. So then I started kind of um, getting my friends together to volunteer to make meals. And so we would cook at our homes and then we'd bring them in these great big crock pots or Dutch ovens, I call them, and we'd take Mm -hmm. them to where these people would meet and I would help feed them all. And then um, this Jenna Gallo, our director at United Way, bless her heart, she found them a place to stay every night. And eventually our United Way took on this um, need and we were able to buy a building this last spring, and wow. we're housing housing uh, the homeless there now. So they do they're out of they do have a place to go to get out of the elements and play safe, and to get a hot meal. So yeah. we're very well, and, very happy about that. Yeah, this time of year, that's you know that's uh, it's uh, you know the, the Chicago land is is uh, cold and people here complain about how cold it is but man i tell you what north dakota gets colder and i I remember thinking you know we don't you know you know when i see the street people here and i know they've got somewhere that they get get to um one way or another um but i i thought wow that's i i know we have homeless in business because i remember that there was uh there was a, a time and I remember they said something like 300 homeless school children out of 10,000. Wow, that's a, that's amazing. You know, they're not necessarily street people, so to speak. But, uh, but you know, that's a, that's a tough situation to be in. And to give people hope in a, in a way to turn that around, that's, and, you know, just the caring of a, of a hot meal in a warm place. That's important for them, I think, right? Definitely, definitely in our climate. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. I, I just remember. I'm, I'm sure you do. Um, well, it must be a, a dozen years ago or so, and there was a there was an ice dam at uh, you know in the springtime uh, south of the city, and the south part of Bismarck flooded. And I remember hearing on the radio that there was going to be a uh, there was going to be a uh, a shelter set up that the Red Cross and that the uh, Salvation Army was going to uh, uh, set up at one of the uh, big churches up on I think about North Forty Third there, and uh, so I, and I thought you know I could go fill sandbags and help out that way, but I'm much better off working in the kitchen. I'd done a lot of that kind of stuff with the uh, pancake mm-hmm. breakfast and so forth over the years, so I I went up there and I volunteered to help in the kitchen, and the the Red Cross man they really. Uh, organized uh, for that because they had uh, they had that uh, that double gymnasium set up with cots and blankets and, and pillows and it was all really well organized. And then the Salvation Army they ran ran the food and I remember uh, the 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 next day 
I called the the schools where where my kids were going to school at uh, Bismarck High and uh, Simley Middle School, and I I said I said the kids won't be coming in today. I have an educational opportunity that uh, that you can't match, and so they came and they helped serve meals uh, with the uh, for the, for the people who were, were displaced, and it wasn't like they were. Um, uh, you know, homeless people. They were just displaced from their from their homes because of the flood. But that's a traumatic experience. And I thought it was a great educational opportunity for the kids. And, and isn't that a wonderful way to to uh, provide something for our children to, uh, oh. to have that opportunity to serve? Oh, absolutely, Brian. That's <laughs> that's how we carry on this these values to our next next generations is is to Teach them by doing, and and the experience they have there is like no other. I mean, they are they are sensing how how they are making a difference for other people, and and uh, that's quite a feeling. So, um, yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true, Brian. That's how we do it. And you know, I'm thinking back to Craig's father again. You know, I told you he's very humble and kind. Now, this man is truly that way, and he's taught his own children that how to be that way. And um, that's what we're trying to instill in our next generations as well, too. You know, Craig's dad helps all kinds of people, and he's, uh, he does it with the kindness of his heart, doesn't expect anything back, and a lot of times he's anonymous. And I just, I, I admire that, and I admire, and I, I feel blessed that we're able to do these kind of things. That's good stuff. Yep. Well, uh, we are coming up on a break, and uh, time is flying with you two, as uh, as I expected it would. Uh, we're going to have a little bit more with uh, Craig and Shelley Larson on the other side of our break. Here, we'll be back with you after sixty seconds. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. 
Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about going the extra mile with uh, Craig and Shelley Larson from Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, please remember to check out our sponsor website. Uh, it's braveheartsforkids.org and the uh, Spotlight Hope. Hope.org, uh, flagship service. Out the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great uh, sponsors of the Bravehearts for Kids organization. And uh, today is, um, let's see, Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. A lot of bees in that one. Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. Uh, you have to figure that out on your own, I guess. And then it's Chocolate Covered Anything Day. And, you know, a uh, good friend, Alice Anderson, uh, uh, at the uh, National Day Calendar, she's a specialist at uh, chocolate covered treats at Christmas time. And I think. Uh, Last year, I gained five pounds just by eating the uh, delicious plate of chocolate-covered treats and such that uh, Alice sent out. So uh, check out our National Day calendar. So when, we're, when we talk about going the extra mile, uh, you know, we, we, learned, we learned about that um, from our parents, and uh, Craig, you had mentioned, uh, you know that, you know that 1969. Your your dad, your your mom, involved with this uh, started. Uh, uh, well, it wasn't called Starion Bank at that time, uh, but it was a family business. And and uh, of course, you know, from uh, you you've really maintained the energy of a family business. But let's let's talk about a little bit about those early years and how how things got started. Well, I think, Brian, you know, you talk about family and hard to think family without thinking about mom. And, uh, you know, my mother was uh, busy raising three boys and a daughter when my, my dad got involved in banking. And it was interesting, when he was practicing law, he, uh, he, he tells a story always the same. He said, he, I practiced law with a fine old gentleman. And uh, his partner had an elderly couple that were doing their legal work with him. And they were both in good health, but, but uh, just rather suddenly the husband passed away. And my father remembered the widow coming in once a week to see his partner, and she would bring an onion sack full of mail to the office and drop it on the desk, and, and the attorney would have to go through all that because she had never made a decision in her life, had never paid a bill, was deathly afraid of what might be in the mail that, that week. And so my father saw that and thought, you know what, I'm, I'm buying a, a business, and I'm never going to let my wife be afraid of that if in case something were to happen to him. So... From the very beginning, my mother was involved with him in the, in the business, and I think it was pretty progressive. You know, I'm not sure how many how many business leaders in 1969 were involving their spouses in their business, and you know, she wasn't a, a business person by education, but uh, had had a good heart and was a good partner for my father. And so they were really quite a team. And so my mother was involved from the get go. And Shelley, of course, has been really instrumental in in my workings here, and and has always been a real sounding board and a great. Uh, counsel to me and so just in the last couple of years uh, Shelly has, has like my mother got involved in our bank and I'm really pleased that she is again you know we think about um, the family business aspect of it and Shelly brings a lot of that heart to the organization and uh, so it's, it's, it's sort of a interesting aspect of our business where 
In my father's case, uh, my mother was involved and Shelly's been involved and it really, I think, makes it all that much more of a family business when, when we involve our partners as we've done here, my dad and I. Yeah, and Shelly, you've been involved with the board of directors for the uh, uh, Starian Bank Corporation and uh, the uh, in the Starian Bank board of directors. Um, how how, um, how how do you like doing that? <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. Um, yeah, I was on our our uh, bank corporation for a period of time, and and at first it was very intimidating. I was scared, but you know what? I mean. This is my family, and they just were like, just, you know, come here to our meetings and be yourself, and, and I've learned a lot, and, and now I'm on the bank board as well, and I've just, uh, I've enjoyed the energy, getting to know more about the bank and, and the people that make it what it is, and we have just, it, it's just overwhelming what great people we have that work for us and people that also dedicate their time on our bank board. I've only had one regret since doing this, uh, Brian. I have to share yeah. it with you and your listeners. I, so we have a leadership meeting every quarter where all of our supervisors come together and they do training and, and share best practices and so on and so forth. And so a couple of years ago, they started having a, a, one of our board members come and speak to that group. And so, of course, they asked Shelly, I said, boy, you're on the board now, Shelly. we really love to have you come and share your thoughts with us. And so before I know it... Um, I'm getting all this feedback, but Shelly was telling our staff about our dating uh, when we were first courting. And so I've had to answer some questions about that. So the only regret I've had at all is that Shelly is a bit transparent. And so some of the more personal things, uh, uh, all PG rated, I promise you, but, but certainly uh, uh, shared some stories with our staff that maybe I hadn't shared over the many years I've worked here. I'm an open book, Brian. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's funny when, when I, uh, when I tell, uh, when I, you know, I get home from an event and I, I meet some people and maybe I meet a couple and, and uh, the first thing Sherry will ask me is how did they meet? And, and I, I'm thinking, right? I, I, ne- I never thought of asking people that until I started getting asked when I get home for things. And it's like, well, you know, I better ask you how you met so that I can report that back <laughs> yeah. to Sherry. Right? So, but I'm sure you must've met in, in Valley city, right? Oh, you know, it's, it's oh. a funny story. We we knew each other. Our our best friends were brother and sister. Michelle is a couple years younger, so I I would not have liked him back then. I I always joked that she was a little ankle biter when I was over at my friend's house, a little sister and her friend, and so we knew each other from when we were five and seven, probably. But uh, our our dating didn't happen till what ten years out of high school for yeah, me, and and right. uh, yeah. and so we uh, we we met out in Bismarck when I moved out. Shelly been here about a year, and. I didn't, Thanks to your mother, yeah, remember? I didn't, I didn't know a soul and, and uh, lived out here for a couple months. And my mother and I were talking one day. She said, you remember Shelly Leroy? I said, well, I remember Shelly. And I said, yeah, she lives in Missouri. You might want to give her a call. And maybe she's got some friends she introduced to you. And so uh, so there we are. And and uh, you know, almost 30 years later, yeah, um, married and raised a couple daughters. And it's been, been great. But, uh, yeah. um, you know. And I told my parents, I never want to marry somebody from my hometown. And now look at me. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, oh. it's a, so okay. So now I can report back. You know, <laughs> I guess. Now I you can tell be, Sherry. Yeah, I can tell Sherry. You know, she'll have to listen to the show. Hey, that's a good idea. I'll just I'll tell she has to listen to the show to find out. Uh, well, and Craig, you know, I, I guess that reminds me of um, uh, that. I, I, I've known you since I think you were in sixth grade. Because uh, your sister and I were sophomores in high school, 
and uh, uh, she was a friend of mine. And I remember uh, being over at at your house. That was uh, kind of an unusual shaped house over on Chautauqua Boulevard, and and meeting you. And uh, so you must have been impressive even then for me to remember that sixth grader. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you, you may have been one of the few to remember me at those years, but, uh, but no, that's, that's a, you know, you think about our, our upbringing in Valley City, Brian, what, what uh, lucky folks we were. What a, what a great town to be a kid in and grow up in and the values that we learned and, and yeah. uh, the small town, uh, all the good things about that. It was a great place to grow up. I got a lot of fond memories too, Brian, of, of, yeah. of, that, of that little town. Did know? he take you canoeing? Because Craig was always on the river when he was a kid, I was told. No, no never, never did that. I, I, got a, I got a kayak and uh, haven't been out in that for a while. And I, I kind of miss doing that. That's, uh, that's, that's one of my favorite things. When I would take my boys up to Boy Scout camp in uh, northern Minnesota, uh, just one of, the, one of the great things about being a, a scout leader up there was that uh, you, mm-hmm. you could take a kayak and just go out outside the swimming area, you know, kind of on your own. So I would take yeah. uh, my sons and we would we would paddle into the the back backwater woods at uh, uh, Camp Wilderness and and uh, but I've never done any of the white water kayaking. I suppose is that something you do, uh, Craig? You do uh, you, you, I, I know some of the things that you do for adventures, so it wouldn't surprise me a bit if you've been down the Colorado River. Well, I, I I love the kayak, but my water is mostly pretty calm. So uh, I may have shot a small rapid once, but nothing like you're probably thinking yeah. in your mind right now. <laughs> yeah, just uh, shoot shooting those rapids and uh, and uh, on a South American, you know that. Uh, well, I, you know I, I I can bounce from place to place, and and one of the things that I that I uh, read in the last couple of years, a couple of books uh, by Candice Millard. One was uh, about Theodore Roosevelt called The River of Doubt, and and a river that is now called the Roosevelt River, which is a tributary of a tributary of the Amazon. But uh, the, the Roosevelt River is still a thousand miles long, and they explored it on dugout canoes that they built as they launched them. And uh, I thought that's uh, that, that that's that's an adventure. So. Um, Oh, so hey, Brian, we, I got to, I got to, yeah, I got to tell you one more thing. I was pretty proud of Craig too. That camp wilderness that you um, have visited quite a few times. Yeah. Craig was the president president of the Northern Lights Council, and he helped raise quite a bit of money for that camp. And um, gosh, how much was that you raised for that? It was so well. Yeah, we, Brian, this is probably after your time, but we raised a million dollars and built a Cub Scout camp over there for the young scouters, and so. Uh, if you go over there, they got a beautiful stockade uh, for the younger scouters. And if you were there, you'd find an archery range with the Shelly and I's name on it that, that we helped uh, with that. So, yeah, the Camp Wilderness is a wonderful um, resource for the scouters, and, and uh, they're blessed to have it. And glad you got a chance to spend some time there when you were, yeah. when you were uh, uh, raising yours, and it's a, it is a yep. great place. Yeah, eight year, eight years of uh, camp wilderness. I got a I got a collection of T-shirts. Uh, you know, one from each year going up there. I think they started in 1946, and you know, there's another organization that uh, inspires a lot of people and has has been an inspiration. So, we you know we we go from organization to organization, and and we're we're just we're we're so blessed to live in this time. And I I often describe the time that we live in now as the best time in the history of the world. And it's the most peaceful, most prosperous time in the history of the world. And and you know, sometimes I get challenged on that. And people will say, Well, don't don't you know don't you follow the news? And I say, Well, you know, you can hardly you can you can hardly help but 
but, but, but be aware of what's going on in the news. But it, I am aware of history. And like uh, the great journalist Bill Moyers said, uh, Americans know almost everything. They know everything about the last 24 hours, but very little about the last 60 years and virtually nothing about the last 60 centuries. And so, you know, we... Um, we, we do live in the, in the most peaceful and prosperous time in the history of the world, and it's exciting to watch it happen, but even more than that, it's just exhilarating to be part of making it happen. And, and I, I know you two feel the same way about it. Yeah, I think uh, you know, certainly we get up every morning wondering how can we make the place in the world that we live a better place. And I think everybody has the opportunity to do that, and, and uh, it's a bit of a calling and, and nothing more satisfying than knowing that we made some positive difference in someone's life. Uh, we're, we're as as they say, time is is uh, is flying, and uh, we're coming up on an opportunity for our final break to uh, uh, before we uh, close our our show today. And I'm going to um, yeah, we'll just we'll be back to recap on the other side of our break. We'll stick with us. We'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking with Craig and Shelley Larson from Bismarck, North Dakota, about going the extra mile. You can connect with us, uh, braveheartsforkids.org. Uh, Check out the website, connect with me, uh, mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org, especially if you got a great story, 
us know about that. Connect with me on LinkedIn too. Uh, next week, my my guest will be JD Gershbein, and JD uh, gave me this great idea. I I I you know I just. I'm so grateful to JD for the idea uh, that he gave me with uh, regards to LinkedIn. And what he said was, um, and something that I say to people when I connect with them on LinkedIn now is, is uh, you know, they, 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 uh, we often hear that we have more connections than ever before, but they lack the depth. And I'm looking to change that. So would you be available for a phone call sometime in the next week or two. So JD and I connected and then a little bit later we had coffee and now he's going to be on the show and I've made a lot of connections like that uh, on LinkedIn and we've got uh, shows coming up uh, for next year with uh, with people from uh, Philadelphia and Boston and uh, uh, New York and and uh, Los Angeles and all over the country and it's a, it's it's a terrific opportunity. I'm just excited about this really excited about this. One of the people that I connected with on LinkedIn was uh, Paige Larson. And uh yes. and I I um I think I I think it was uh, uh Craig uh, it was Craig's birthday and I sent uh, a happy birthday message but then I also sent you a text because you know I thought yeah you know I don't think you you're not on LinkedIn uh, as much as some of the, you know, I know some people live on it, you know, but, um, uh, but I, I, I sent, I, I sent you a note, uh, and, uh, I think we, we connected by, by text and by phone at that point, but I connected with Paige on LinkedIn and she, she wanted to know, well, who are you? You know, so I, 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 I wrote, and I think we did through the LinkedIn messaging. And I, I said, I'm, I'm from, uh, uh, I'm from, uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. And, and uh, uh, I've known your your dad since uh, since we were kids. And uh, uh, our your I uh, told Paige I said your grandpa and my dad knew each other way back because my dad got involved in politics by working on Frank Larson's campaign for governor back in 1972. And I, yes. I, I, I don't know if you guys remembered that. Well, you wouldn't remember that, but uh, or if you remembered that that had happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Paige had told me that you had checked, um, ch- uh, contacted her, and she thought that was a, a neat story and, and shared, shared that with us. But, um, yeah, Craig... Craig had told me about his dad running for governor um, back then, and uh, Paige, Paige is, uh, you know, it, it, she was really excited to hear that you knew her dad and things like that. It's fun to make these connections, and, you, and it's, it's neat, especially when it's generation to generation. And we have the two girls. We have Paige as our oldest, and she's 25, and she's working in a marketing job, and then we have Annika, who is uh, a junior out at UCLA, and... Uh, She's been studying abroad in Australia, and she's coming home at Christmas, and I can hardly wait to see her. She'll be home next Saturday, and so will Paige. So uh, we'll all be together. And they're great kids. They, uh, they too, have that idea, that mission of helping others, and um, they make me very proud. That's you know, that's, <laughs> that, that's what and, and Paige went to uh, uh, ASU. Did she go yep, to Arizona she's, State? She's a, she's, a, she's a sun devil at Arizona State. And, uh, yeah. Followed in her followed in her dad's footsteps, and uh, so we're both uh, alum and uh, 
She decided to stay. I came back because I missed the snow and the cold and, uh, <laughs> and icy roads. And uh, and but she decided to stay down there. And and uh, like a lot of young people, she's enjoying that time. And we think uh, you know there's a chance that she and and or her sister may come back and get involved in the family business. But right now she's making uh, uh, a great life for herself in Arizona. And her younger sister is uh, studying in school. And and I think she's uh, pretty socially conscious. And I think she's uh, hoping to make a real positive difference in, in her life as well when she gets out of school. So we're, we're excited for them to come home. We don't see them too much because they're so far away, but we're very anxious for the holidays, and it's the best gift we could get to have them come home to, to visit here for Christmas. Well, and it uh, brings it all back to family and, uh, the, you know, the reason that we do what we do. And it's uh, it's because of our, our family and who, who we just, you know, who we uh, came from and, and uh, the family that we that we helped create and the family that we build by being part of the community. Right. Um, and I, I, I'm thinking uh, uh, Annika has uh, uh, she's she's coming back to uh, to uh, uh, North Dakota f- right right about the time when summer is beginning in Australia. Uh, I have, have uh, you know for some time been uh, talking about moving south for uh, uh, for the uh, for the winter, but I, I'm I'm thinking more like uh, Queensland or uh, Wellington, you know, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's just been in Queensland just recently, so um, yeah, she's uh, been studying abroad, but she's been doing a lot of uh, traveling as well too since she's over there. <laughs> what a what a what a great place! What a great story! And and, and you know, look forward to uh, uh, connecting uh, uh, you know a, a bit more with uh, with Paige and Annika. Uh, wonderful having the two of you on the show today. Um, I want to thank the listeners for being with us again this week. We've been talking about going the extra mile with uh, Craig and Shelley Larson from Bismarck, North Dakota. And um, we're on uh, Bravehearts Radio, where a Braveheart is, we redefined that. A Braveheart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. That's... uh, that's why we have Bravehearts Radio. So please remember to check out BraveheartsForKids.org. Like and follow us on Facebook. You can email me at missionspecialist at BraveheartsRadio.org. And please plan to join us every Monday at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Next week, we will be talking with uh, J.D. Gershbein about the evolution of social media. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 